Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. (laughs) Hope you're doing well. Surviving the last little bit of winter. I'm over it. Don't know about anyone else. Um, I still have some wintry things happening, some wintry goals. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm ready for it to be spring here. I'm, I'm hopeful for, I still want to like, I'm going skiing a couple more times. Like those are all good, fun winter activities, but I'm also feeling a little more hopeful for spring and summer lately I've noticed so it will agreed I feel like we get to this it's interesting I feel like a lot of my clients lately are saying things like I'm not feeling very motivated or I have no reason to not be like sticking to the program or you know what have you and I'm like yep it's that time of year it's time to just be consistent and like do the thing you just gotta you gotta get it done that was actually transitions perfectly into my win for the week um if you didn't i don't know if i really talked about it on the pod um but if you follow me on instagram you know that i've been attempting to run again i maybe i've talked about it on the pod i don't know um but long story short i'm trying to get back into running because it was something i usually only did in the summer um and then i had good old covid three times um so last summer running didn't happen because i had no lung capacity i literally couldn't even like go for a walk without basically passing away um so i decided to crazy jess will be like wow what a great idea i decided to not wait till summer to start running so i've been getting back into running over the winter instead of just only for four months um and it's like pretty fun, but not that fun. And today was not that fun of a day. I just like, my lung capacity really comes and goes. Like I feel like I've smoked a pack of cigarettes every day for 50 years is basically where my lungs are at post COVID three times. <laughs> um, so today was a tough, a tough go for the lung capacity. And I just last week was running a kilometer straight, no breaks, which I granted isn't like far, but further than I was running. And then today I went to go do that and it it didn't happen. I like made it to like 0.3 of a kilometer and couldn't breathe. So I like took a sec and then I ran another like 0.3 of a kilometer. And then I literally had like chest pain and couldn't catch my breath. So I said, you know what? That's good for today. (laughs) So we will try again tomorrow. But my win is not just being like, says why I'm not running and like quitting, you know, and just being like, you know what? Tough go today. Try again next time. And I would say that you would be hard pressed to find a runner, somebody who actually identifies as a runner, who's like, all my runs are great. Yeah. And if they say that, they're lying. Yeah. I think for me, it's one of those like, as a former athlete we don't tend to love to not be good at things is my biggest problem so 
I get frustrated easily when I'm not good at things and I'm like, well, I'll just do the things I'm good at. So I'm trying to just be like, you know what, just because you hit like a PR last week doesn't mean that's going to happen every week. And um, we've talked about like training for your cycle and like I just I'm on like the last couple days of my period right now. So Mm -hmm. that doesn't help anything either. And also like who the heck knows how my lungs are going to behave after getting COVID three times, like no one knows what's happening in there. So there's going to be days where I can't breathe and such is life. I was going to say, I think the, the, the issue is that we just don't know what is truly going on like post COVID wise or long COVID wise. So, um, but that's like a good point is just whether it's your lungs holding your back, your, you have cramps, you didn't sleep, you're, you know, you have a pesky foot injury you're dealing with is like, meet yourself where you're at on the day and if you end up cutting a workout short or just kind of going through the motions it still counts and you're still working and being consistent towards that goal um it just you're just not going to feel great every day and i think that sometimes we think that we should feel great every single like the gym makes me feel great running makes me feel great yeah most of the time but sometimes you're just calling it in yeah and that was that was me today like I was so excited I'm like I'm gonna do a quick like pull day and then my goal was I was like I'm gonna see if I can hit like a kilometer and a half like didn't want to run it all at once but just like in total um and it just wasn't happening and like there's those moments where it's just not not that it's not worth it to work towards your goals, but like I put in the work I could do, but like I'm not going to run through not being able to re- breathe. And I was like literally like bent over on the treadmill with chest pain. And I said, you know what? <laughs> That's probably good. <laughs> We're good today. So I will try again. Um, I try to run every two days. So we'll try again on Thursday and see what happens. Maybe it'll be better. Hopefully it'll be better. <laughs> yeah, totally. I agree. Um, my win is that I have been asked to give a webinar. That's exciting. For a local, um, physio chiro clinic. They're pretty big physio chiro clinic. So not just like some random. And they're also a big sponsor of Sinister 7, which is an ultra marathon in Crow's Nest Pass. And the webinars are something they've been doing um, to try and get more women to register for ultra marathons as teams, whatever, because they feel like they've tapped out the men. Um, And so um, a trainer friend of mine dropped my name to the person who's organizing this and they reached out. And so I'm gonna be giving a webinar at the beginning of April that is gonna be all about um postpartum running return to sport um it's basically going to be like things people wish that they had known and i'm just going to chat a little more in detail about maybe the why or like what's actually going on so um and here's the part that's extra amazing they're gonna pay me to do we it we love that we love to get paid for our brains and our work uh so yeah just super cool opportunity um and and i'm also like running a leg of sinister this year Mm -hmm. so it kind of like combines um so this could open like a lot of doors for me um so i'm super stoked to see what happens 
That's exciting. You have to keep us all updated on all the details. Yeah, I'll definitely share the details of the webinar all over my socials and stuff so that, and it's free. The webinar is free to attend. Um, they just have a fun to pay the speakers, I guess. Nice. Um, so if anybody wants to attend, um, yeah, let us know. We'll keep you updated. Um, okay, so chatting today, Jill, why don't you share your story and then we'll talk about <laughs> my, se my second story of the day from the gym. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a big share all my personal life details. I think the podcast gets more than my like business Instagram does. And I'm a fairly open book, but I just don't think not, not everything needs to go on social media, you know? So in yep. a, in a long story short, I've had some life changes lately, made some decisions to switch a few things around in my life and we're feeling good about them. But obviously with any change comes stress and the emotions that come with it and the uncertainty and you know, all that jazz. So um, I was at the gym today and one of my gym friends was there and I was like hat on, hoodie on, like just, just was there to get it done, you know? <laughs> and he came up to me and he was like, how are you? And I was like, good. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, why? And he was like, oh, I don't know. You just like seem off. And I was like, well, I don't know. I've made some life changes, but like, we're fine. We're moving through it. And he was like, well, just like, make sure you take care of yourself. Like take like, and he meant this in the nicest way and I don't mean to like sound ungrateful for him caring about me but he was like make sure you take care of yourself like have a nice bath or something and I know he his intent <laughs> his intent was there and in the right place but in my brain I was like why and there's nothing wrong with like going and taking a bath maybe that is part of your self-care but on the way home from the gym I was like that's not what's gonna like put me in a better place or fix my problems or help me get out of kind of this phase of life that I'm in. Like, yeah, taking a bath is great, but it doesn't actually solve any of my problems. So I brought it up to Jess about talking about like the difference between like self-care in the sense of what's actually gonna help you get further, get past your issues, fix your problems versus the typical self-care we hear about that's like oh go get your nails done take a bath buy yourself a coffee um and what self-care actually looks like in a sense of putting in the work yeah and i think it can be really easy to think of those like the bath the nails whatever as like self-care but what if they're not really even related to the problem then you're just kind of doing remember we talked about um how like the when we talked about mental health and we talked about like you using the gym as a tool those can be tools but they can also be like distractions yeah and i think that's a really big thing and that's something i was talking about with one of my friends the other day um because she said she's like well i just like keep myself busy i'm like yeah but that's called distracting yourself like it's uncomfortable to sit with your feelings and sit with your issues and be in those emotions which is why a lot of us default to i'll keep myself busy i'll find if it's in like the sense of a relationship ending like i'll find someone else to talk to i'll get on the apps i'll go out and drink with my friends every weekend like we i'll dive myself into work like we default to those emotions are uncomfortable and I would rather just distract myself from them than actually sit and be with them. But 
keeping yourself busy 24 seven doesn't let you process and deal with what's making it uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I, I kind of think of like, um, dealing with that as almost like how you would deal with like, like some pain or like an injury that's coming up is take a step back from the situation and think clinically. So, and which is really difficult because a lot of it can be emotional. So to think clinically about your own life is a high level skill. But if you, you know, take a look at yourself in the mirror and be like, what's really going on? And why is, do I, why do I feel this way? Or why is this happening? So, you know, you said like, if it was like, let's say it was like a relationship ending, whether it's a friend, a partner, or any of those things, it's like, okay, what was the real problem here? Right? Was it entirely that person? Was it a two-way street? If you contributed, which I mean, we all contribute to relationships. So there's no, there's very few situations where it's entirely one-sided. But why didn't this work out? What do I need to do? to make myself a better person, a better partner, a better friend, right? If you feel like you're, maybe a friendship has gone by the wayside and you're like, oh, they never talk to me anymore. Do you text them, mm -hmm. right? It's it's not something that's just like, well, I'm sad about you know losing my friend, but I'm gonna go get my nails done. Like when I say it like that, does that even make sense? <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I get it. I a hundred percent get it. And I've like alluded to this many times, but Jess knows when I went through like a pretty shit relationship a while ago, but I look back now, which is interesting. And I consider myself and I'm sure you feel the same about things that have happened in your life. I actually think I was pretty lucky to go through that at such a young age because I feel like now I'm in a place where I can like process things better and sit with things better and just like as cliche as it sounds like be okay not being okay and I don't have mm -hmm. to just like run and distract myself and do all these things and it was interesting because I was having like not a great day on Sunday night and I just like put my phone down and just hung out in my room with myself, read my book for a bit, journaled a little bit. Three, four years ago, Jill would have been like, oh my God, I need to call someone. I need to go hang out with someone. I need to go do something rather than sitting with those feelings. And like you said, I think that's like a very high level skill to be like, I'm going to choose to do what's uncomfortable right now rather than just like bury myself in something. I think, I think a better word for it is emotional maturity. Is that, is right? that what I have? Is that <laughs> yeah. me? <laughs> and it's just that you don't, okay, first of all, it's a part of, a part of emotional maturity is not feeling every emotion you're having every second that you're having it, which I think is a quote from a movie. I can't think of what it is. I'll text, think of it later and I'll text you, but it's like, let's say something happens and somebody makes you really angry. You don't have to go off on them right then and there. Right, you can say, hey, you know what? What you said before kind of made me really uncomfortable. And that's like taking it, feeling it, waiting for an appropriate time, speaking your piece, being respectful about speaking your piece, and then moving on with your life because now it's no longer about you, <clears throat> right? And I think it's the ability to process without having those 
um, uh, like, what am I trying to say? When you do things reaction. really fast without thinking. <laughs> uh, like reaction, I think. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but reaction I- Reaction without process. Yeah. Like the, the like, spur of the moments, like kind of blow up reactions that yeah. don't end up helping anyone. And yeah, I totally get what you're saying of like, you can kind of pocket it and be like, that made me uncomfortable. Here's why, but I'm not in the headspace or the emotional space to have a conversation that's going to be productive in any type of way. So I'm just going to pocket that. Impulsive. Oh my yeah. God. There you go. <laughs> we got it. Mom brain. Um, yeah, it's the ability to take have things happen to you and not be impulsive about the way that you deal with them, right? You might need a few minutes to make a plan uh, or even if like, um, even if it's a situation where you need to do something, people might be disappointed. You can be like, you know what? This hasn't really played out yet. Maybe I'll just table it until I know for sure and then deal with and like deal with it later in an appropriate way right this is yeah. where like, people like um obviously we're on different sides of tiktok in a lot of senses but this is really combines into like what people call gentle parenting or respective parenting and it's like rather than getting mad at your kid because they're doing kid things because toddlers are impulsive af they don't have the ability to process their emotions or their bodies or their choices. So rather than yelling at your kid or like escalating the situation, you can validate what, or you can remove yourself from the situation and say, okay, this is actually making me really angry. I've cleaned this up for the fifth time today, but you could yell at your kid or punish them or whatever, or you can say, I know you think this is really interesting, this is a red light. Let's go do something else together and show them the appropriate way to be. Don't just say, I told you not to be in here. Go play with something else because they don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it all, it all comes back to, for me, at least like being okay, being uncomfortable, hanging out with yourself. Like you spend yeah. the most amount of time with yourself and there was a time where I didn't like hanging out with myself. And I'm sure we've all had a point in our life where we're like, yeah, I'd rather not be with my own thoughts. Like yeah. sometimes our thoughts aren't very nice and it takes a lot more than grabbing a coffee and taking a bath to make those thoughts a nice place to be. Yeah. And <laughs> it takes a lot of like self-reflection to be like, I actually don't really like hanging out with myself. But that also means we get to put in some work and we get to explore why that is. And we get to make our brains and ourselves a place we actually like to be. I'm not saying it's going to be fun. It's actually very not fun. Um, but just defaulting to the distractions can be a temporary fix or a temporary distraction or whatever. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying those things are bad to do or you shouldn't do them or whatever. Treat yourself get a coffee, take a bath, do face mask, enjoy all those things too, but make sure you're actually putting in the work to yeah. make sure you don't just have to distract yourself 24 seven. And I was going to say like, a lot of times when I'm trying to work through something in my head, I'll go for a run 
um, because I do a lot of my best thinking when I'm running. Like yesterday, I went for a 30 minute run and I came home with four voice memos of things that I like ideas for like posts or client ideas or whatever. And so even if it's a problem, like think about it, like if you're uh, maybe if there's a work problem. So like one of the things I was thinking about is how to put together this runner's program because they're dealing with injuries. We're trying to build to an ultra, like, you know, it's kind of a big thing. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And by the time I got back from my run, I knew what I was going to do. So while it was a temporary distraction, I had to get my run done anyways, but it kind of killed two birds with one stone. And I wouldn't call like, I would call running, I guess, self-care. Um, I think it's part but, of your toolbox of processing. Yeah. And like we've talked about, like, those are all important things to do. Go to the gym, do the workout class, go for a walk with your friends, do all those things too. Um, Cause we all have kind of our like, uh, I can't think of the word. <laughs> we all have our outlets. That's the word I'm looking for. Like we all have our outlets for emotions and processing. Um, so I think it's important to have those things too, but yeah, I just, how you worded it of like, oh, I'm sad my friend doesn't text me. I'm going to go get a coffee or whatever you said earlier. Like it just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't and make think, sense. The math like, is thinking about why. Sometimes. Yeah, like what I mean, and the other thing, like, let's go back to the bath. Let's say the problem is that you're like, oh, I'm losing this friend. They don't like me, something or are you going to go to the bath and just sit there and think about <laughs> all the things that you like that your friend didn't do or whatever, right? When you could just reach out and say, hey, I noticed we haven't been communicating as much. I just wanted to check in. Maybe we can plan to get together soon. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe they think the same thing about you there's a good chance right and it's it's interesting because um i feel like some this happens a lot with moms or new parents because we're all going through the shit, right and um you don't really know what somebody else is going through and you're like before you know it months have gone by and you haven't talked to this person and you're like, Oh my God, what the heck? But it's just the nature of the season that you're in. And when you do reconnect, you're like, man, like we should do this more often, but then you just go back to whatever. And I think recognizing that like, not everything is about you is a big emotional maturity step too. Um, or that people don't always talk about what's going on. Like you said, like you don't share your entire personal life on your Instagram so that, you know, like only the close people in your life really know what's going on. But and I like, think that's important for boundaries too. Like not everyone needs totally. to know the stranger at the grocery store or the person who asks if you're using something at the gym probably doesn't need to know all your life problems. Like, are you okay? No. Then you go this laundry list of like all the things that are wrong in your life and they're like, okay, it was good to see you. Yeah. Go like on. I think that's an important piece of like self-care too is having those boundaries and there's like there's certain people that get to know certain things about me and it's not yeah. everyone all the time um a big thing i've had to learn is like really all you can do is explain what you need set your expectations and let 
let it unfold. Like you can't make people do anything. You can't force anyone to respect your boundaries. You can't um, convince anyone that you're worthy of their time or whatever it may be. So really all you can do is be like, hey, here's what I need. Here's how I expect it to be done or here's how I would like it to be done. Do it, don't do it. The choice is yours. Yeah, 100%. That just kind of reminds me, this is a little bit off topic, but so you guys know that I'm a ski instructor and there's this Facebook group that's like women in skiing, whatever. And um, it's for like other ski instructors who are female identifying. And this person posted something about being discouraged by the misogyny within the organization. And I was like, why do you let that get to you? Why don't you just... I, like what I wanted to comment was like, I think you need to stop being a little bitch about it and ski your face off and demand the respect of your peers. Because I've worked in, I mean, the, the training industry is somewhat male dominated still. Um, a lot of the big names are male, right? Ski instructing is male dominated. Ski patrolling is super male dominated. And the thing is, is if you let it get to you, yeah, you're going to feel it. But just being like, just doesn't seem very feminist to me. You want to show them you're a strong female, be a strong female. And even if you're like, oh, I hate that, like, I don't know, they, the males seem to get more opportunities or whatever, make an opportunity for yourself, right? Like, you're the feminists of the past didn't get us to where we are now by being like, well, the men get better pay and yeah. you know all this stuff. that that's not how they did it they were like no we're doing this and i think right I, like i think that comes back to like you actually have to do the work to create change yeah in any totally. aspect you can't just sit there and talk about it or distract yourself from it or whatever like we're both in the training industry. I will forever get mad when a male asks me if I need help at the gym because no, I don't need your help. I didn't ask yeah. for your help. And quite frankly, um, I'd rather kick you in the shin than take help from a male at the gym. But like my go-to quote lately and one of my friends is like, if you say that one more time, I'm going to punch you in the face because he was talking about his problems is such is life, such is <laughs> life. It's just the way she goes sometimes. And he was like, I'm going to punch you in the face if you say that one more time. And I'm like, yeah, but like some things truly default to such is life. And like as much as it's yeah. annoying or frustrating or whatever, like you can't control everything in this world. You can't control everyone in this world. Such is life. Do what you got to do to make your space, your little bubble of this world a happy peaceful safe space and that's about all we can do and like so now that we've gone there what what are some things that you would consider like putting in the work so we're saying that like okay drawing yourself a bath giving yourself a yeast infection from some bath bomb not it <laughs> um i would say for me it's like sorting out what's going on in my head, asking tough questions, whether that happens on a run or whatever. Um, obviously saying what needs to be said to the people who deserve it. 
or <laughs> um and i i would say for me one of the things about the training world is just showing up better so rather than complaining about the men who seem to think that they're prenatal and postpartum experts which i'll never understand um is just being better and using them as ideas to make my content better or me a better coach or better and ski instructor or any of those things just i think that to be better i think that's a big difference from when you and i first met is like oh my god totally right you were the person who would like <laughs> and you had again intention the right intention was there but backstory if you guys are new to our little world uh jess was the person who would like call people out on social media like share their exact post tag their exact username and like get angry on social media about it which i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that but is it productive probably not versus now like you said you use that to like hey i'm going to make a post that educates in the proper way or i'm going to choose not to coach that way and create my space and make it better, safer, whatever kind of yeah. space versus just being like, this person sucks and kind of but leaving But I also it think that. that that goes back to the emotional maturity part because I might think that and be like, oh my God, this person sucks so bad. Or I might like tell my partner about it and be like, don't they suck? Um, but I'm not gonna broadcast it. Yeah. And if I do, it's like subtle or, okay, perfect example. There's, okay, so, parents if you know you know um there's this person who does youtube videos really great programming for toddlers it's called songs for littles her name's miss rachel she has a friend that comes on and does songs and whatever their name is jules they are non-binary it's pretty obvious but they've never said that in the youtube videos there was like jules has their own TikTok, and they were like i'm non-binary and there's this parent who came on and was like wow i have to i have to stop uh watching ms rachel so that we're not watching political shows for my toddler and a bunch of people it's a big thing on TikTok right now because rachel was like i'm taking a break from TikTok for my mental health which cool like she needs to do that i stitched this person's video and i said imagine being so transphobic that you try to cancel a toddler's show and that you know these are the same people who are saying things like i'm raising kind humans and yet lack the ability to just be one mm -hmm. and it wasn't even like this is so stupid blah 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 but it was like just imagine being that transphobic that you attack a children's creator for being non-binary yeah whereas a year ago two years ago that would have been like a week ruiner for you <laughs> no offense like you would have been like this is dumb and well, i'm mad about it the um, funniest part of this is that there's all these parents that are like who did it who who hurt miss rachel we ride at dawn yeah i did take a scroll <laughs> through the comments because i do know we really I don't have a kid, but I do know we love Miss Rachel. So it was it was funny. Um, so I think, yeah, that's like a boundary I've noticed you've kind of set intentionally or not to be like, maybe not everything needs to be yeah. nice rant on social and media. I feel like, I feel like when, when it comes to like 
trainers, like going back to business, when it comes to trainers being, whether they're unqualified or spreading really bad information, it doesn't make me look any better or any more desirable as a potential coach for somebody to be like, well, they suck. Yeah. Um, and here's don't do that. Don't listen to them. When I could just be better and be like, you know, like there's a ton of stuff going around on social media that's like, don't do setups, don't do crunches, do these like standing overhead marching, whatever, right? Which is fine. So I made a video that was like, hey, this is a great exercise, but it shouldn't be your only core exercise. And it was like, like I'm not gonna say it was a hit because like, as far as uh, TikTok is concerned, it's not. But a lot of people were like, yeah, you can still do like trunk flexion. You can it's, do more than more than one thing. It is a great good. core exercise, but it absolutely shouldn't be the only one. It's also kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, like that's that's the difference in probably something for you that's been helpful is like emotional maturity. Yeah, not everything needs to be an angry rant. It can just be like a, hey, fun fact. Here's an education based post on whatever it may be. Um, no, I send my angry rants to Jill on Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where they die. They live and die on Snapchat these days. Um, I think, like, actually putting in self-care for me has been just, like, being with my emotions, happy, sad, frustrated, confused, yeah. whatever, and being okay with being in that emotion, I still am working on it. I'm very much like, I've noticed, I don't know if it came from childhood. I don't know if it came from relationships. I don't really know where it came from. I tend to try to like hide my emotions. Like if I'm upset, I feel like I have to like go to the bathroom, let my tears out, fix myself, move on. Like I've, I've noticed in the last few months that I tend to try to like hide that side and be like oh my god nobody can see that I'm upset or if I'm mad I very much like shut down process it move on I don't always like express it to other people so I'm trying I think that's very much a a children of our generation yeah. thing is like nobody wants to see you cry go deal with it and wash your face and come back Cry tears aren't helping tears crying isn't solving yeah. your problems I love my parents but that whether it came from them or other adults in my life as a child that was a line I heard a lot of like what's crying doing crying's not fixing it um so specifically the sad emotion is very like oh my god no one can see so I'm trying to just like if I'm sad be sad and it's fine if other people notice that or recognize that um and then I'm also just trying to put more energy into like my goals and where I want to be because that was something I let slip for a while. I with being I was in a long distance relationship, so a lot of my time, energy, priorities had to go towards that to make it work. Which it's not that I regret that, but I now have more of all those things for mm -hmm. myself. So just trying to get myself back into a place where. I actually like the goals I'm working towards in the gym. I like the way I'm like treating my body, feeding my body, because all those things, I think with any healthy relationship, whether it lasts or not, those things, it's like the classic, like, oh, I gained 
10 pounds because I'm in a healthy relationship. Like <laughs> we get comfortable. Yeah. So yeah, for me, putting in the work is like being okay with other people seeing my emotions. I don't just have to like hide in a corner and then actually like putting in the work and making the changes to get myself to a place I want to be business-wise, physical-wise, well, I think I think you said something really good there about liking the way that you treat your body and yourself. And I feel like, you know, if you're, if you're like going to the gym and you're like punishing yourself every single day, how can you say that you like that? Yeah. Do you honestly like who you are or who you're becoming? Like, are you, do you want to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm the person who punishes myself with fitness or I'm the person who denies myself food because I don't deserve it. Like when you, and these things we, we know, but if you say it out loud, does that change how it makes you feel about it? Right. You know, if you're like, I'm going to go destroy myself with deadlifts. Okay. But do you, do you like that about yourself? And for me, it goes the other way, which is probably interesting. I'll air some of my dirty laundry as a trainer. Oh. For me, for me, it goes the other way. Like I don't make the best food choices. I let the gym slip. I drink more than I know I like to. Like I kind of go, I feel like it goes one way or another. And I'm very much the person who goes the other way. I kind of like let go of the habits, let go of my non-negotiables, those kinds of things. So it's just kind of, for me, self-care is kind of just sitting with myself and being like, are you treating yourself the way you want to be treating yourself? Or is there like something that you've been letting slip um, for a while or letting yourself get away with or letting yourself slack on whatever it may be? And yeah, I got to a point a while ago before I made my life changes, but I got to a point a while ago where I was just like, yeah, I'm not where I want to be with my body. And I've talked about that on the podcast before. So just keep in with those things and yeah baths and getting a nice coffee and going for a walk all great but uh i'm more of the okay i don't like something about my life so here's what i'm gonna do to change it type of person yeah yeah i think what it kind of goes back to is like get like kind of stepping outside of yourself getting clinical if you will asking some tough questions is this serving me well do i like myself when i'm doing this and then you know being real about what the answer is right like um recognizing that recognizing that you know letting your non-negotiables slide that are like you know feeding yourself well moving your body well all those things is like a form of self-destruction right if we think about it not to like have a therapy session in the middle of our podcast um (laughs) but it's like is that serving you well no Right. And you and you know that. And you're like, hey, even if I'm, you know, now you're like, even if I'm really not feeling like it, I am gonna move my body in a way that does serve me as well. Um, and I'm going to fuel myself because you deserve it. Um, the other thing that I feel like is uh something that that helps with the emotional maturity thing is that you and I, whether whether it's on Snapchat or whatever, we have the opportunity through this podcast to let off some of that steam, whether it's like 
hey, I saw this on TikTok. Let's talk about it. Like, let's debunk this or let's, um, you know, we don't do a lot of airing our dirty laundry, but there is some something cathartic about coming on here and sharing our thoughts, opinions, feelings with the world um, or with, I, with the, with the, you know, <laughs> with the tens of people that download our podcast. Yeah. And I think that's important too, is like, you do need that space to complain and get your emotions out. That was a big thing in one of my old relationships was like, complaining wasn't allowed on my end specifically because me and right. him, me and him lived different lives, grew up differently, had obviously different upbringings and he viewed my life as easier slash better than his. So it was very like, yeah, you don't get to complain about that. Um, so relearning that it's okay to be like, hey, this is a thing that happened and it sucks. And I didn't like it. Like I'm allowed to feel that way. Even yeah, if are valid, no matter what, even if I have a roof over my head and groceries in my fridge and a paycheck coming in, like I'm still allowed to not like things in my life. I don't have to just be like, well, it could be worse all the time. But yeah, I think it's probably a good place to kind of wrap it up and all in all, just your reminder that sometimes we got to do more than buy a nice coffee and take a bath and it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay to not like to do the work every day. Um, but it's mm -hmm. going to get you a lot further than diving yourself into work, distracting yourself, ignoring yeah. the thoughts, feelings, emotions that are popping up for you. Yeah. And it's okay to show restraint. Yeah. If something does make you angry in the moment, you don't have to be impulsive and have your feelings out there as soon as you're having them man i wish i could think of what movie that's from you don't have to share your feelings the second you're having them something like that somebody get back to me on this <laughs> um somebody's gotta know but yeah if you guys need a space to complain if you need that um our dms are always open if you need advice on a certain subject or you want us to be your non-official therapist uh, <laughs> feel free to uh, shoot us a voicemail shoot us a dm whatever it may be or if you have something that you want to share with us that like you've put the work into or something that's or really some cool. emotional maturity wins yeah or something that. that's really like helped you live life with a little more ease feel free to send it our way yeah 100 percent. and if you don't know where that is i I don't know how you don't know at this point, but our Instagram is at Lattes and Lifting Podcast. There should be a direct link in the show notes to send us a voicemail if that's your jam. You can also just send us a DM. Uh, we've had some great voicemails lately. So um, we, again, we appreciate you speaking up and going out on a limb. Maybe that was a big deal for you, um, putting your voice out on the, the radio waves, the whatever you want to call it, the streaming waves. Um, and if you want to follow me, um, it's at JLAC Fitness on all the social channels. You can find me at coachjail.april. And this would have been new like a couple weeks ago when you're listening to this, but there should be a link in the Lattes and Lifting and my bio now um, that 
gives you all the links to all the different ways to listen to the podcast. So it just says like Lattes and Lifting Podcast, but if you click on it, it will give you the Google Play link, the Spotify link, the Apple link. Uh, I think there's like three or four other links on there that I didn't even know you could listen to our podcast on those places, um, but it's all in one place now. And then I do share them to our story every week too, if you want direct links to certain things. Technology wins over here. I tried my best. Um, But yeah, we hope you guys are doing well. And thanks. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.